Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by Dr. Drew Gray, who is the co-owner of Coastal Pharmacy and Wellness in Portland in Maine. Thank you for joining us today, Drew. Hey, thanks for having me. So could you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your background, your pharmacy? Did you always want to be a pharmacist? Actually, yeah, I worked in a, well, I grew up in a small town in Maine and he had a really cool pharmacist who kind of took me under his wing and told me that hey, this is a great career. I help patients every day and uh, it's, it's a stable job at the time. And, and I actually jumped right on it right in high school. I went to college and then moved back to my home state of Maine. And I've been a pharmacist for 12 years now. Uh, worked in retail pharmacy right off the bat and did some per diem work in hospitals. I worked in long-term care. I spent a few years working in specialty pharmacy, which is the kind of hard to treat conditions, the more uh, rigorous therapies like oncology. And uh, then most recently I, uh, I bought into a partnership at a compounding pharmacy in Portland, Maine. And I oversee the compounding lab now working on new formulas for about half the day and consulting with patients and prescribers the other half of my day. Mm -hmm. So how did you learn about LDN? Well, I was just kind of hit with it. When I got into the compounding pharmacy, that was the first time I'd heard of it. It was something that was never mentioned in any of my education, my formal education, uh, before I got my degree. And so when I started working, I just wondered, what is this and where's the evidence behind it? And I had to do my own research behind it. I read a lot of journals on PubMed. I talked to the prescribers in the area who were early adopters and talked to the patients that they've been prescribing for. And I learned that it's real. There's a lot of benefits that I just was blind to before in the compounding pharmacy realm. What? formulations do you use? I mean, do you do capsules, tablets, liquid, topical lotions, cream? <laughs> we do any and all, honestly, but most okay. often it's a powder capsule. Mm -hmm. uh, patients generally uh, come to our pharmacy because we use fillers that are not likely to have any allergic reactions. So we just typically make naltrexone in cellulose powder and cellulose capsules. And uh, it's about as inert as it gets, but we also do all the other liquids and creams and I can use stevia or sucrose as a filler. Uh, I just made it last week with a woman who actually wanted cornstarch. Uh, so that was a first, but yeah, a lot of options in compounding. Well, I've learned a lot of, about compounding and different pharmacies using different fillers, um, like probiotics, ginger, <laughs> uh, 
things that seem quite weird to me to have as a filler with the, with your LDN. But the main thing is that it has to be rapid release. So I suppose so long as that is the criteria and you have other fillers that um, achieve that goal, I suppose it doesn't really matter to you as a compounder what filler you use, does it? Because you're making it for the patient anyway. Yeah, the, the main hurdle with pharmaceuticals and drug treatment in general is actually, surprisingly, patient adherence to their regimen. They're told by a prescriber, you've got to take this every day. And then they may get home and say, well, I can take it most days and probably get most of the effects. <laughs> so if we can make a dosage form that they're comfortable with and confident in, then that is uh, a step above uh, any other consult, consult point I can make to them. Yes, it, it makes me laugh. Um, I've been taking LDN now for just over 18 years. And people say to me, so how long do you have to take LDN for? Well, how long do you want it to work for? You know, it's only going to work while you take it. Well, I don't fancy taking a drug for life. Well, if you had a heart problem or diabetes, you would be taking this, you know, the drugs for that condition every day. And I don't look on LDN as being um, hardcore medication because it's so low and it's only in your system for four hours a day. So you get a 20 hour break every day anyway. So it's not a case of getting addicted to it, is it? Oh, no. And on top of that, there are so few side effects that I've heard from the patients who have been taking it that once they get over that fear of starting the medication and they realize, oh, I don't feel foggy, I don't feel uh, any kind of negative side effect or drowsiness from a medication, and they do see a positive benefit, then it's uh, easy for them to want to continue taking it. Um, it's not a burden uh, like some blood pressure medications may have or cholesterol medications, the side effects can sometimes be, uh, they can inhibit the actual benefit. You were saying before we, we started that you, an educator, I believe, you, you do um, like workshops or webinars and you were telling me about the one that you did for LDN. How did you go about setting that up to educate the prescribers and patients in your area? Yeah, we had been working with a company called PCCA, their uh, uh, pharmacy compounding business out of Texas. And they are a supplier. They are a great resource of uh, formulas for compounds. And they also have on staff educators who can discuss in depth different conditions and different drug therapies. And they have a, a wonderful presenter. We worked with a man named Sebastian Dennison and he was very knowledgeable on LDN. And he offered, hey, I'll take an hour and I'll do an online webinar. He chimed in from Houston. And it was just our job to market it to our local prescribers. So that involved a lot of emails and letters and just contact. And they were excited. Our prescribers, uh, there was a higher turnout than we thought there would be. 
and they tuned in for the webinar. I had a Q&A at the end of that where they asked questions about the laboratory that I compounded in and the process and the results we've been seeing. And everyone's really curious and especially the prescribers I work with there, a lot of them are, um, I don't want to say alternative, but uh, like naturopaths and homeopaths, and they are seeing the patients who have tried the conventional drugs. They've tried the empirical therapies and failed for one reason or another. And they're seeking the next thing that no one knows about. And they want to try really anything that um, is new. And so the prescribers that treat them, they know and we're able to educate them and it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Most certainly is. And you were saying that you do follow-ups um, for your patients. So could yeah, you tell us, you know, how often do you do that? That's crucial. It's something that we just started about, I'm going to say a year ago. And prior to that, we were just dispensing a medication and hoping the patients were taking it and then not really checking to see if they refilled it a month later, uh, not really checking to see if they got a benefit from it. And I thought that was a huge gap in uh, opportunity where we could actually make a benefit or improve their treatment and their lives. So we started calling them two weeks after prescriptions were picked up and just having a discussion, we encountered any hurdles for taking the medication, we noticed any benefits, is there anything that we can do to alter a dosage form to make it easier for you? Um, and then based on that conversation, we schedule up a follow-up, whether it be a month later, uh, just to check in, see how things are going. Patients generally don't feel confident calling a pharmacy or their prescriber if they're having problems. They may think they're just doing it wrong and they're afraid to be wrong. Um, and if they are confident enough in telling me that I can work with their prescriber and kind of be a middleman and bring together the whole picture, the whole uh, team of a prescriber and a pharmacist and a patient. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a, a joint effort, isn't it? So from those patients that you have contacted, what would you say is the time frame in which they notice something with taking LDN? Yeah, with LDN specifically, it's a little bit more of a delay than a lot of other drugs that I work with. Um, I'm primarily dispensing hormones here at the pharmacy and that is, you know, it pretty much right away, uh, you get the feeling. That you, uh, but with LDN, it's more of a delay, probably like six weeks is typically where most patients are feeling the benefits that they're looking for. Some patients quickly, some patients it's a week after starting. Uh, some patients it's more of a delay, like eight weeks. I've, I've had a, kind of a wide range, but I think it's really important when I dispense it the first time is to give them the expectation that you're not going to take this capsule and feel the effects five minutes later and then be cured. It's, it's a, kind of a long, background process of continuous use. Mm -hmm. When I ask prescribers who've been prescribing for years, how long would you say it takes patients 
the average is like four months before the patients notice something. But you'd be surprised at the number of people that will say to me, I'm nearly finished my first month and it's done nothing for me. You know, I'm thinking of stopping it. <laughs> They've been ill for many years and they expect, you know, that uh, something is going to happen that quickly. So I think having a realistic expectation is a good idea. And if you do notice things sooner, you know, that's um, good. I noticed it in three weeks and I don't like when people say, well, how long did it take for you? Well, three weeks, but it might not be the same for you. You know, everybody is is different. But in your pharmacy with these doctors that are, as Dr. Lena Boyenstock would say, open-minded doctors who look outside the box, do you help with um, nutrition, diet, you know, supplements alongside? Or is that something that your pharmacy doesn't um, get into, you leave it to prescribers or whoever? Yeah, we have, uh, I'd say probably about 40% of our business here at our store is supplements and what we call nutraceuticals. So uh, prescribers typically recommend pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals together and they have uh, unique benefits that are often synergistic and they can correct um, nutrient depletion on one hand and then provide say LDN on the other. Um, it's very important uh, mm -hmm. for our business and what we believe in here to, uh, to offer both. I mean, vitamin D deficiency is a huge thing and the education on that has just exploded with COVID, hasn't it? You know, everybody oh, yeah. is talking about vitamin D, uh, which is um, good. But you were also, yeah. sorry. I'm blown away with the evidence for vitamin <laughs> D. It's the, it's the number one thing, especially being uh, where we are in the country, where it's dark, the majority of the day, well, about 12 hours of the day, at least um, here in Maine. Uh, it's important, you're not getting it from the sun. And I mean, I'm taking 5,000 units every day. I'm pretty much telling everyone I talk to and all my family, you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's a vastly undervalued vitamin. And it's not expensive, is it? Vitamin no, D is, very, is a cheap. Very vitamin. cheap. Mm. <laughs> so you were telling me that you do a lot of LDN for pain. Now, are these just prescribers or do you have any pain specialists in or around Maine that are prescribing LDN? Yeah, we're right in kind of what you would call the hub of Maine, uh, the population center of Portland. It's our largest city. And therefore, we have the largest hospital and the most specialists in the area. So we're kind of blessed in that sense that we have a lot of very knowledgeable prescribers close by. So I do have pain specialists um, that do believe in naltrexone, and then I have actually probably even more of the prescriptions are coming from um, prescribers who do it all, whether it be just general medicine or um, osteopathy. So it, it kind of runs the gamut, but we, we do see, I do the majority of my phone calls and discussions with the pain specialists. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's good. And what kind of dosing protocol do you promote for um, weaning people off of opioids? Well, the weaning off of opioids is so dependent on a patient's history and what they've been taking for doses. I generally don't get too involved with the weaning off schedule. Um, it's something that the best approach really is just to decrease at a rate that doesn't cause drastic side effects for a patient that's going to want to take a dose. Um, so slowly, but also with a determined approach where you have a goal and, um, and then slowly onboarding uh, low-dose naltrexone is something that a handful of the prescribers in the area have started doing with uh, microdosing. So even lower than low-dose, uh, whether it be a microgram daily of low-dose naltrexone, I've got patients on seven micrograms, 70 micrograms. It's, um, it's something that is showing benefit because it is making those opiate receptors uh, more responsive to the opiate that the patient is taking mm -hmm. without having to take more of the opiate. So you can kind of decrease one and increase the other. But that, that time frame is so patient dependent. I, I typically leave that to the prescribers. Mm -hmm. But the outcome can be nothing short of life-changing for patients who've been in chronic pain who've not been able to function properly and to be able to get your life back and to feel that you can participate in the day rather than you know get up bedtime get <laughs> bedtime kind of thing um where you are in too much pain to actually enjoy the day just mind-blowing what it can do for patients and I, as I was telling you we have a documentary for so for those people that haven't watched it if you go on our website on the right hand side on the tab it's called media and under that is documentaries and there's a documentary on um, the opioid crisis and LDN uh, it's very interesting there are eight pain specialists and there are some patients as well who are sharing their stories. Really well worth watching if anybody is interested in LDN and pain. What patient population do you actually um, treat at the moment? It's a pretty widespread patient population, but I think that the majority is pain treatment. That's where I'm seeing the most benefit with patients. Uh, we also work with some rheumatology in the area some gastroenterology. So kind of it's slowly spreading out. The more patients who we dispense the medication to and consults and more prescribers that we reach out to and discuss the benefits with, you know, we just kind of see it spider out into different therapies. And one thing I've noticed since, especially with compounding is as soon as I learn something new, a new area of uh, like LDN benefit, Sure enough, I'm, at some point during that day, I'm going to get a call or like the next week or an expression on my mind, like it just always works that way. So uh, that's why I think like the 
the masterclass and the, all the references on the LDN Research Trust. It's just staying fresh and current with the knowledge that's out there so that you can be on your toes when you do get these questions and you'll know the answer and can recommend it. Mm -hmm. Do you treat many geriatric patients, let's say Alzheimer's, you know, dementia, that kind of thing where LDN can be used? I don't think I've seen any patients specifically for dementia or Alzheimer's, but that was one of the things when I was watching those videos, I was thinking, yeah, I've got to speak with a couple of geriatric practices in the area, discuss these alternative ideas with them, because I can definitely think of patients that would benefit from that. But it's just disseminating that knowledge. Everyone's, or I shouldn't say this, it's a generalization, but I think a lot of practices kind of get um, in a groove and they find their therapies that work and they just kind of keep going on those therapies and then they miss a lot of other opportunities. And it also works for Parkinson's if you're thinking of, you know, um, older people, even though there are <clears throat> some people who are not that old who have uh, Parkinson's. But And what about mental health issues like um, traumatic brain injury, depression? The evidence is good for it. I've seen a few articles and read a few articles that uh, show benefit. I don't have any patients on board right now where I have any kind of anecdotal knowledge about that benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that in the near future. Take pride in with our pharmacy. Uh, we give tours to any prescriber or patient who wants to see the compounding progress uh, process rather. Yes. So everyone's wearing booties and full personal protective equipment and masks and hair bonnets. Everything is bleached in between compounds. And at the end of the day, it's, it's as if you're in a sterile environment. However, those number of air changes per hour in the room, we don't have to monitor that. Uh, it is circulated through HEPA filters and is uh, extremely clean, but not to the point where I would want to make something that is injected into the bloodstream. You're passing all your body's natural defenses when you would do injections. So it's something that you want to have ultimate sterility. But we do do nasal sprays. That's something that as long as it's on the mucous membrane, it is okay to compound non-sterile. So uh, low-dose naltrexone, nasal spray, we do midazolam for seizures and ketamine for uh, depression, EDTA, etraconazole for nasal fungal. So yeah, a lot of Wow. A lot of interesting compounds can be made, uh, just not injections or eye drops. I mean, it was a new one to me last year, knowing about LDN nasal drops, uh, nasal spray. I hadn't heard of that uh, before. What would you use the LDN nasal spray for? Well, a lot of the compounding options are compounded just because they have direct effect on an area. Uh, so. When you take into oral low-dose naltrexone, it is circulated throughout your whole body, through your bloodstream. So you get the benefit widespread. Yeah. However, if you were to use a nasal irrigation or a nasal spray, you're applying it right to the source. If you have uh, congestion or nasal inflammation, uh, inflammation and irritation of the nasal mucosa, uh, 
it is going right at those cytokines. And uh, we've seen benefit with that before. So I think that uh, that, and as well as topical creams for patients who have itch or eczema, uh, oral low-dose naltrexone works for that, but you can also apply it right to the source for uh, you know, more of immediate response. And at the same time, in the case of cream, you get the moisturizing and skin protecting aspect of that as well. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us today. And how can people contact you? Well, our pharmacy name is Coastal Pharmacy and Wellness. We have a website, so you can reach out to us through there, a portal that you can email myself or any of the three pharmacists who are here, or by phone if anyone prefers to reach out the old-fashioned way. Our, our phone number is right on the website as well. But yeah, I'm happy to consult or discuss therapy with anyone. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of my job. Coastal Pharmacy and Wellness, all spelled out, dot com. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's very nice to meet you. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.